0: Clarence Rhodes' body lay limply on the stairs of the front hall. The wine that was once in his glass left a distasteful stain down the front of his shirt. He lay just feet away from where he was last seen, standing with none other than Shirley Yates. His young fiance, Thelma, stands over him, <laughs> wrought with the hysterics of an unforeseen tragedy
1: what a marvelous trick!
0: What are you doing, you ignorant drunk Clarence is-
1: Just as planned. An unexpected fright for Halloween. Please go on to dinner, everyone. Mr. Rhodes is just fine. He will be along once he gets cleaned up. The red wine was a good touch, but quite a mess to clean. Get the body out of here before people put it together.
0: Shirley began corralling her guests to the next room. Those who suspected more than they were being told were eager to accept the soothing narrative that this was all merely a trick, afraid to consider the reality where it wasn't. Arthur, help me move him. Move him?
2: What happened to this all being an act?
3: Shirley is quite the actor if she had you fooled.
4: Quite.
3: Can you just do as you're
4: told and lift? Florence, go to my wife. She needs all the help she can get.
1: Oh, Clarence. My sweet Clarence. (laughs) I didn't think it would happen like this. Not this soon. Oh, Thelma, we never thought this would happen. What a frightful trick.
2: I'm starting to suspect something's not right here.
0: Franklin and Arthur managed to lift the substantial corpse of Clarence Rhodes to the kitchen and placed his body unceremoniously in the large freezer. The vibrant warmth of his body was slowly sapped by the merciless cold of the icebox. Thelma, embraced by her own turmoil, followed in hysterics. Well, now that we have a dead body on our hands,
4: Thelma, would you like to explain to me why this man is dead?
1: Is that an accusation, Congressman Yates? Are you accusing me of killing my fiancé? The love of my life? My better half? The man who completed me in every... In every.
4: <laughs> I happen to know that Mr. Rhodes just came into quite a fortune, Miss Newland. Miss <laughs> Newland, I have reason to believe that you have killed this man in the hopes of claiming his massive fortune.
2: Oh, don't be ridiculous, Franklin. She's simply a woman. The plotting, crafting, the planning it takes to get away with a murder in front of this large group of people. <laughs> Why, it's simply not a one-woman job. Hell, I don't think it's a dozen-woman job. They're the softer sex, you know. Not sharper. A woman like Thelma could hardly cook a chicken, let alone craft the murder of her fiancé, in a highly visible public setting by the means of, uh, Well... H- how did he die, exactly?
1: Well, Mr. Franklin Yates, I happen to believe this orchestration is your doing my sweet, kind, good-hearted Clarence is dead and your wife acts like it is a Halloween trick. I am grieving more than I have ever grieved. My heart aches at the loss of my one true love, but I happen to know that you are in desperate need of money for your campaign, Congressman. And what is easier than to kill the kind soul that is my fiance and blame it on me, the hysterical woman, and claim the money under everyone's nose? Your wife made it very clear that you are aware of his lack of family. So by taking me out of the picture, what a perfect crime. I...
0: I want to call the police. Please, can someone call the police? Thelma sprinted to the nearest telephone, desperately removing it from its stand and holding it to her ear. Her hands shook with fear. Perhaps fear for her life. Perhaps fear of getting caught.
1: There's no tone. The storm must have knocked out the phone lines, and oh, to drive in this weather would be suicide. I'm stuck in a house with a madman, a murderer, and who knows what will happen if I don't-
0: Bernard walked up behind Thelma to comfort her. Perhaps remove the phone from her hand that she was gripping so hard her knuckles were the white of a fresh sheet of paper. Thelma backed into him, not expecting his tall figure behind her. As she did this, something strange occurred. Ever since he was young, Bernard had been given the gift of vision. Not the kind like you or me. In fact, Bernard wore glasses just to see in front of him. What Bernard was gifted with was the ability to see farther. Farther forward, farther back. Places that you and I may talk to a medium or a psychic to get a glimpse of. These moments that he caught, they were fleeting and powerful, and he feared them. He had no control over when they materialized or what they were about, but when Thelma touched him, He was given a vision that compiled the past. For the past months, Thelma had been slipping trace amounts of belladonna into her now-deceased fiancé's drinks. The effects weren't immediate, but over time, he has grown ill, hacking, shortness of breath, and all this mysteriously at the hand of his supposedly loving fiancé. In mere seconds, all of this information flooded the unsuspecting Bernard.
2: Allow me to get Florence. I propose a buddy system. Since we cannot be sure of who has committed this crime, or if there was even a crime at all, might I add, we'll buddy up and hold each other accountable until the phone lines come back. Wait, wait, wait. I I have reason to believe that Thelma has... I have reason to believe that Thelma was poisoning her fiancé. The poison was what was making him sick. Uh, No one should be alone with her, and if she's innocent, then we can prove it by testing the toxicology levels of the body once the phone lines come back.
4: I did see her slip something into his drink, so did Florence. Please Arthur, collect your wife and bring my wife with you. The rest of us must make an appearance at dinner soon. Our absence will
0: be noted, and we should have an excuse too. Arthur retrieved Florence and Shirley from the dining room and updated them about the plan. Bernard, Arthur, Franklin, Florence, and Shirley all walked Thelma to the parlor. Using a small quantity of black rope, Florence secured her to the chair where they planned for her to spend the evening until the police could arrive.
3: Shirley, my dear, let's stay with her. Our husbands do need to make an appearance. Bernard, Arthur, come with me to the wine cellar.
4: Let's at least have an excuse for our absence from dinner for so long. My guests will be much more courteous if our prolonged disappearance is patted by a fine wine.
1: And what about me? Will my disappearance not be noted? I should just let you tie my... my my sister-in-law to this chair, accusing her of an act that she didn't commit? Louise, go to the dining room, please.
0: So, Florence and Shirley stayed, and the men and Louise went. A plan in place that would allow them simply to make it through the storm. No more dead. No more accusations made. The group of adults all shutting their eyes to the possibility of possibilities. But of course, what would be the fun if the plan succeeded?
3: I'm surprised you didn't try the stairs trick again, Thelma. It worked so well for you last time. Oh. Have you heard this, Shirley? Thelma and Clarence met at the hospital the night both of their spouses died. They both fell down the stairs! What a coincidence! Despite your old beau being gone from this world, it seems you've kept his... ...sister awfully close. Funny.
1: Are you accusing me of something?
3: Why? Should I be? No, certainly I shouldn't. A woman whose first husband happened to die tragically, and now her fiancé, who she has been poisoning for who knows what reason, is dead, too. Was the money from the first one not enough? Or are you just accustomed to some sort of lifestyle? Or are you just
1: fond
3: of getting away with murder?
1: (laughs) Funny how you don't mention Clarence's wife since you seem to know so much. She aged out of his interest, so he did what he felt was right and murdered her. My husband beat me. He was a bad man, but all she did was get old. Would I be so wrong to kill him? I didn't kill Clarence. I made him sick, but this wasn't me. My dosages were too small, I think. I'd be a fool to kill him now. I don't even know all the details of his, well, my first husband never told me what his finances were. I didn't find out until after he passed that he had spent it all on a lavish appearance. My parents would never allow me back in with no means to fend for myself financially. I just didn't have a choice but to pursue that scumbag of a man. It didn't hurt that he was about to inherit more money than any one person would know what to do with. And Louise, my ex-husband's poor sister, she is a sweet soul. We were planning to... we never planned to kill him. His death was always a possibility if my dosages were off. Belladonna is quite fickle, but I chose someone who I knew gave nothing to this world and was willing to take everything. Clarence, he just took and he took and he took. His whole family, all they did was take from others and never feel bad about it. He took that woman's life and it was just a matter of time until he did the same to me. Would I be so wrong to strike first, to take the money and run away with Louise, leave this shit show of a life in my rearview mirror? Pretending to love him every day for months was choking me. It was stuck in my throat and it was cutting off my air. I swear I was verging on death. Maybe this was a blessing if I did kill him. A sign from God. I knew something that felt so right couldn't be wrong. The way I felt about them never even compared to how I feel about her. I was in a drought for years and she was my storm, my sweet Louise. You mustn't tell anyone about this. Our relationship, I know it's not acceptable. If I die or rot the rest of my life in jail, you have to let her out of it. If you have a heart, you will let her go. We should tell the others. I'll I'll go get the men. We need to tell them what she just told us.
3: You aren't proposing that one of us stays in this room with that clearly mad woman. She just admitted to at least the attempted murder of her own fiance and homosexual activity. She is secured to the chair. Let's leave her here and collect the others. And while we're at it, we must get Louise. The woman will not get away with this.
1: No, please don't. I'll scream. I will tell everyone what happened, that you tried to pass this off like a trick, treating them like ignorant children. To those who can hear me, Clarence Rhodes is...
3: For a small girl, you have got quite a big mouth. I'm going to gag her so that this nonsense can stop